The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds, where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 1420 in the morning for this ninth day of January 2024. Today's show, as always, is brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase over there at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com for all their great sports articles and other podcasts, such as the one going on tonight. My boys over at Craft Brood Sports join Mike and the guys. Six o'clock uh, Mountain Standard Time, eight o'clock Eastern on the on the uh, on their YouTube channel. I think it's on the Belly Up channel as well. Make sure you go and check that out. Always a good time with Mike and the guys talking uh, whatever. They'll probably talk about the college football game last night, the championship game, which turned out to be a bit of a dud, but that's not a big deal. Anyways, kind of uh, had a feeling it was going to turn out that way, but that's just the way things roll in the world of college sports and sports in general. Uh, remember, and thank you very much for everybody who listens to the show on a daily basis whether it be uh podcast form or over there on youtube and if you haven't checked out the youtube channel make sure you go and check it out uh, today we put new shows up there uh, each and every day for your viewing pleasure at youtube 1420 uh, sports podcast youtube channel uh, anyways uh big news out of philadelphia last night uh kind of broke up the hockey world a little bit a player by the name of cutter goche the flyers uh first old first round pick Fifth overall in 2022, he was traded to the Anaheim uh, Anaheim Ducks last night. He kind of forced the Ducks, uh, the uh, the Flyers' hand a little bit when he said he didn't want to uh, be a Philadelphia Flyer. It all kind of came kind of started coming about last summer when he decided to not go to the Flyers' um, uh, development camp in, in the summer, kind of citing that he was uh, he was tired from playing playing the World Championship, a full year of uh, college hockey. Plus, he played at the World Juniors last year. For Team USA, as he did this year, he scored he scored uh, seven goal, uh, seven goals, twelve points or twelve points total in seven games at the World Juniors, leading the uh, t- Team USA to a, a gold medal at this this recent World Juniors just wrapped up uh, on Friday. But anyways, Goche uh, he basically didn't show up and he voiced uh, his. Um, displeasure that he with the Flyers saying he didn't want to play uh, play there. But he had no intentions of joining the Flyers organization. Uh, he didn't really go on to say why. But kind of a stark uh, a stark contrast at uh, at the draft day when he said he was made to be a flyer, he was happy to be a flyer, he liked New Jersey, he liked everything about it, and then yeah, he changed his mind over time. The Flyers tried to meet meet up with with Cutter uh, Cutter uh, Goche at the the World Juniors. He gracefully declined, didn't really give a reason why. <laughs> Why he just basically said, "I'm uh, not meeting with you guys. I'm focused on the uh, on this tournament. Not worried about my pro career right now." Anyways, the Flyers before this news came out and became really public that he wasn't going to be uh, joining the Flyers anytime soon. He had no intention of playing with playing with them because that would decrease his trade value, and the trade value would, would have went down considerably if that news got out. So the Flyer the Flyers made the deal. They said, "The heck with it. We're we're, we're going to get rid of you. We're going to going to trade you, even though we like you as a hockey player." It's time to go. It's time to say thanks. Bye. See ya. So they went and got to with the Anaheim Ducks. They made a deal. Pat Verbeek, GM of the the, uh, the Ducks, he got the deal done. 
for uh, Jamie Drysdale, a great defenseman, kind of had some injury problems, but he's going to be a very, very good uh, D-man. It's kind of a, it's a one-for-one kind of a deal. There's a draft pick involved going the other way as well, but it's just a, it's a hockey deal that uh, got forced by by this Cutter Goche kid, which is a uh, it's, we can get to that in half a second, but it's a it's a deal that had to get done. The Flyers were forced to do it. The Flyers didn't want this to go public for one reason. They didn't want their, the trade demands to uh, to get out there because, like I said, he didn't want to uh, they didn't want to diminish his trade value and two. They didn't need this kid being uh, just in case he did change his mind and wanted to become a flyer. They didn't need to have the Philly faithful who can be a bit ruthless at times. They didn't want to get that deal out there or, or that this this news out there. He didn't want to be a flyer uh, if he ended up playing for them because they would have uh, booed him relentlessly and they would have uh, forced a deal to, to get rid of him. Because if he didn't want to be a flyer before, he wouldn't want to be a, be a flyer if that news got out. So that deal got done uh, and it's an odd deal. And a lot of people are comparing it to uh, Eric Lindros uh, becoming a flyer years ago and not wanting to play with the Quebec Nordiques and I I, I kind of understand that that uh, thought process a little bit but not a whole bunch of bit because the thing with with Lindros is he was going to be an all-time talent and I'm, I don't I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that I know who this cutter uh, this uh, this cutter uh, Goche kid is I'm not gonna pretend that I've seen him play 50 games I see him play the world juniors he's a very good player he's gonna score some goals in the National Hockey League he's going to have a, a decent career uh, but Lindros was projected to be a, a Hall of Famer right when he was playing the Oshawa Generals in junior and he decided to pull that crap as well with the, the Sault Ste. Marie uh, Greyhound said he wasn't going to go play there. So now you have this Goche kid all these years later saying he wasn't going to play for the Flyers. So it's kind of it's kind of ironic the way that all turns out. But the thing with this with Goche, he uh, didn't say anything at the draft. He didn't say anything before the draft. He didn't say anything uh, after the draft, or he didn't say anything for quite some time. It just over time he decided he didn't want to play there. And the news is, is isn't uh, hasn't been released as to why, and nobody nobody knows why. There's a lot of speculation, but we won't get into that uh, just yet. The thing with Lindros is he told the uh, Quebec. Nordiques right off the bat that he wasn't going to play for them. There was, he, I'm not, don't draft me. I'm not signing with you. I don't want to play there. Your team's awful. You're, it's an awful franchise. I don't want to do it. I'm, I'm out. I'm not doing it. You wonder if, if that, uh, the, the Lindros draft would have been two years later when they moved to the Colorado Avalanche, uh, if he would have had, would have had a different tune then. Who knows? But that's, uh, that's neither here nor there right now as we speak here about 14 20 in the morning, sponsored by SeatGeek. Uh, anyways, uh, you just wonder, like, it's, it's one of those situations where with, with this uh, Goche kid where he was all for playing for the Flyers. He said he was happy to be drafted by them, and then something just went sideways. Was it because Tortorella was, was the coach? Was it because there's been a shift in uh, in how things are being done there? Because the Flyers are actually having a very good season. They are, and they are going with a bit of a more of a youth movement. I know that uh, Kevin Hayes had a, a few derogatory things to say about the Flyers. Did, did, did that change Goche's mind in the in the recent in the recent months that, that have gone by? Who knows? I don't know. But it's it's uh, it's funny to see uh, a guy like uh, he was talked about last night in the Flyers post-game show, uh, the, the, some reporter asked Tortorella what he thought about Goche's trade and everything else. He said, I don't know Cutter from a hole in the wall. I don't care. I'm not going to discuss players who don't want to play here. And I think that's a perfect response from Tortorella going and saying something like that and just saying, you know what? We're not going to worry about guys who don't want to be here. We're not going to comment on guys who don't want to be here because you know what? That's Danny Briere's problem. That's Keith Jones' problem. It's not It's not the players in the dressing room's problem. It's not me as the head coach's problem. I have to worry about the guys that are that the 25 guys behind that door, behind that wall 
football and that, that were going on the ice every night. And so you have a situation now where this this Goche kid's going to have a real tough go. Yeah, he plays going to be playing in Anaheim. Who knows when he's out? I think he's a Boston College guy right now, having a pretty decent season out there. But when he, if he does ever, if he does come out of college a little bit sooner, if he does get, come out, if he does de- delay, uh, you never when, when he does end up playing against the Flyers one, at one point in Philadelphia, he's going to get a really uh, a really rude awakening. And the thing about these kids that come out of college, remember uh, Jimmy VC, he did the same thing, kind of forced his hand. Uh, you, you had Kevin Hayes who did it. You had Jim Fox out of, uh, ended up not wanting to play in Calgary, ended up playing with the Rangers, and they they forced their hand because the collective bargaining agreement for, for college players is a different thing. So you wonder if if this if Goche kind of seen seen the writing on the wall that he's going to come out of junior or come out of, come out of college and end up playing in the National Hockey League sooner rather than later. But maybe there wasn't a spot for him. He sees the depth chart of the the Flyers, saying, so you know what, I'm not going to be able to to leave college early, go and make some money of my own, and end up playing for uh, playing. Uh, playing pro this year maybe he saw something that that that, that others don't um maybe he sees like the, the trade to to anaheim he did probably couldn't foresee that uh who, who could because I, rumor has it that the 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 uh, montreal canadians turned down a deal for for goche they said you know maybe we'll still we'll stay away from that one and he's probably had a lot of teams who were like you know well, if he doesn't want to play there why would he want to play here uh did he want to because apparently it's, it's uh family lives in Arizona. Did, it, did he want to be on the West Coast? I don't know. Nobody really knows. He hasn't spoken to it yet. Now, he probably won't because usually how how these kids are and they, they hide behind uh, social media and they hide behind their their agents and everything else and their parents because apparently this guy's dad played in the National Hockey League as well. So, um, you just kind of wonder uh, how this is all going to turn out. Did did he see a, a no chance of playing for the Flyers? I personally think that that might be the the uh, the, the the thing that he that kind of pushed him away. Saw the where he was going to be in the depth chart, and he didn't want to maybe play for a guy like John Tortorella, who was it's an odd situation to not want to play for Tortorella. Yes, Tortorella can be a bit hard on kids, and he can be, be a bit hard on players, and can be a bit hard on rookies. But most of the players that, that ever that played for him, I don't, I'm not going to say all, but most of the players that play for him quite like playing for him because he is a player coach and he does get the most out, out of those kids for three or four years he would have outlasted uh, the duration that the uh, goche would have outlasted tortorello's lifespan because tortorello's lifespan with most hockey teams about four years and he went and by the time goche got out of college and played in the national hockey league and everything else he would have outlasted tortorello's uh, tortorello's coaching tenure in um in in philadelphia i don't know how much i, I like these kids uh, and you know it's it's such a hard line because uh, you, nobody is forced to work anywhere in this world uh if you're a, a plumber or a banker or a, a doctor or an accountant or a pipe fitter or an iron worker or a welder or whatever you want to be the butcher the baker the candlestick maker you're you, nobody is forced to work anywhere they don't want to if they don't like their working conditions it's their god-given right to uh not God given, but it's it's their 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 country given right to go and work somewhere else if they don't want to work there. So why is it different for a National Hockey League player? Yes, it is an honor to play in the league. Yes, you you do have a God. Uh, this one's actually a God given skill that not many people have, and you have a chance to go out and make some some uh, like unbelievable money and do 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 something. And yes, you should take you shouldn't take advantage of that. And yes, you should you should be uh, thank the uh, thank thank the good Lord above that you are given that kind of a talent and you, you do have an opportunity to play a, a sport that you love to go out and make some money and you're at the highest level, uh, which these Nash Hotley players and football players and basketball players and soccer and whatever, baseball, whatever else it may be. So I, I don't know if I, I subscribe to that uh, that story about that this kid should be just happy to play in the league until wherever you're, wherever, whoever drafts you, just shut your mouth and go play there. I, I do... 
I do think maybe a kid should give it more of a chance. I do think that a kid that, that when, once you are drafted and you have you have said that you you want to be a flyer that you're made to be a flyer, and once you have accepted the fact that you are going to be a flyer at at the at draft day and you do put that jersey on, I do think you you should be obligated to give it a chance. Maybe not sign the contract, but go to these development camps, go to everything that it might be. Because remember, college kids can't sign and go back to college. It's not like, it's not like junior hockey where you can sign a contract and the team can send you back. Once you're committed, you're there. You, you can't leave again, right? So I, I, I don't know if I subscribe to the fact that this kid, uh, just because he didn't want to work there, that he should be able to work somewhere else. I think they should have to give it a chance a little bit. They should have to kind of give give it a the good old college try, I guess, and and, and see if they want to play. Is, it, is this kid entitled? I don't know. Uh, is it, are all signs pointing that way? Yeah, they are. Cause there, there is an entitlement issue throughout the national hockey league and players are, are it's not just an entitlement thing. Players do have a lot more leverage than they used to because of these draft picks, especially high draft picks, you know, top five, top six guys, they do garner a bit of attention. They garner a bit of money and teams do tank to get these high picks to improve their team later on. So I don't know. I don't know which, which side, which side of the fence I'm on, on this one. Am I going to be a fan of, of, uh, of, of Cutter Goche, probably not. Uh, by the time he I hear him speak, I'll probably like him even less than I do right now. Like I said, I'm not going to pretend that I, I, I know anything about this kid. I just going about the, what the, I read last night, heard in the radio this morning. I thought I'd talk about it here on 1420 in the morning. I, ju- I just wanted to get other people's opinion about what they feel about these athletes saying they, they yes, no, maybe so when they do get drafted by a team and they, they don't want to go there. Eli Manning did it with the San Diego Chargers back in the day, right? And that's how he ended up with the New York Giants and Philip Rivers ended up having a long career with 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 the with the San Diego uh, Chargers, so it, it it has happened in the past. It doesn't happen a lot. And most kids end up playing for the team that drafts them, and they usually have uh, some have great marriages, some have marriages that, that don't last a week and a half. It's it's just the, the way things, the way it's the way human beings are, not just the way sports uh, sports and, and athletes are. If you, like, there's a lot of times where you don't want to play somewhere, you just don't want to play there, and it might, it might be just something that simple. Did did he dislike uh, Tortorella? Did he like the philosophy of the Flyers? Did he see himself not being able to be utilized with the Flyers situation? Did he see the, uh, his offensive talents maybe being wasted if he played there? Did he actually lie, lie about the color of the jersey? I don't know. But no one's ever going to know if he, unless he speaks. And I highly doubt that the, the kid's actually going to going to uh, going to speak and, and and say anything about why he didn't want to be a Flyer because I, I don't think anything that he says is going to. Um, is going to turn out very well for for uh, Mr. Cutter Goche when it's all said and done. Like I don't think it's going to turn out very well at all for him because Flyers fans are going to be ruthless regardless of what this kid ends up saying. And like no matter what, this kid is going to be uh, tarred and feathered uh, in the court of public opinion in Philadelphia. It's not the city of brotherly love. Don't, don't get us don't get anybody wrong. There are passionate fan base out there, and uh, you admire them for it. So I wouldn't expect the uh, the Philadelphia Flyers fans to uh, to change to change their minds on this one. What, was it good to for Goche uh, for Dan Breer, the GM, and and Keith Jones to say not not a whole bunch? Yes, it was. But the, the way that he came out to uh, Jones last night on the Flyers telecast, he basically said, you know, the kid didn't want to be here, so we're going to get rid of him. Before it comes a problem, we're just going to get rid of him. He doesn't want to be a Flyer. We can't force him to be a Flyer. Thanks, bye, see ya. That's it. We're not going to talk about it anymore. We made a hockey deal. We're a better team now than, than we were. So we didn't want a kid playing for us and didn't want to be here. Pretty simple. And that's and that's just the, the, the facts of it all. I, I appreciate that Jones's honesty and ability to come out and say that last night. I think it was a great, great way to do it. 
Briere was the same way in his media availability, saying, you know what, the kid didn't want to be here. He doesn't know why he doesn't want to be here. So let's just get rid of him. Let's get rid of the problem before it becomes a, the best way to avoid a situation is to avoid a situation. And that's what the Flyers did by not bringing that guy around, not having that guy in the dressing room, not bringing him around. Maybe uh, if they, they sign him in the uh, late in the season when the call his college season is done, because it happens a lot, just, just not have him around. And uh, some of the players were commenting on it this morning, saying, you know what, the kid didn't want to be here. I'm not going to comment on it. We'd rather have kids, players that want to be here be part of the team, be part of the, of the solution, making the Flyers a better team. And they're, they're, they're a playoff fringe team right now. I don't want to put them in the, uh, in, the, in the playoff category as of yet, considering how bad of a season they had last year. But this was a good hockey deal. They went on got that Drysdale kid who's a good player. Uh, will Gochi have a great career on Anaheim playing with Trevor Zegers? He very well might be. He might have a, a great, a great uh, time playing out there. Closer to home, who knows? I don't know. I I. I, like I said, I'm on both sides of the fence about this one. Should the kid have been forced to play somewhere he didn't want to? No. But should the kid have uh, misled the Flyers for, for that amount of time? No. He should not have done that either. Break up with the guy early and often, whatever. See you later. Thanks. Bye. See ya. Flat out say, I don't want to be here. And I come out and, and, and give the reasons why. Like, you you're not going to force a kid or change his mind. Like the kid's 18 years old. He got drafted and then he's 20 years old now. And he, he made, made some decisions and he made, made some uh, lifestyle changes or whatever it might be. You, you don't know you, until we hear the, the third side of the story. Cause there's three sides of every story, his side, their side, and the truth. Right. And so until you, you get to the bottom of the whole thing and hear what he has to say, we, we can't really speculate. Do I, do I think it's an entitlement thing? Personally, that that's my own thing. Uh, it's just one of those, one of those gut feelings that I have about this one, but I just really, I really think that the, that Danny Briere, this kid did owe at the very least, he did owe the Philadelphia Flyers an explanation as to why he didn't want to go there. Briere and Jones wouldn't have come out and say, said why he didn't. He would, they, they would not have disclosed the media. It would have been a, a, a grown-up conversation between what was going to be a, a GM, what was going to be a team president, and, and, and a player, and, and his agent or whoever. But somebody in the, in the, in the Gauthier camp definitely owed the Philadelphia Flyers and their, and their staff an explanation of what was going on because they invested some money in this kid and they invested some time in this kid and everything else. Why this kid couldn't have just met up with, with Briere, who seems like a logical guy, a level-headed guy. Why they couldn't have met, met up with Keith Jones, logical guy, level-headed guy, long-term, long-time NHL guy, been around the game for a long, long time. Why this kid couldn't have at least given them 10 minutes of, of his time, of his precious time to say, here's the reasons why I don't want to play. You're not changing my mind. Shake, shake the, the, the hands of, of the team, and, and that's it. And that's why I think this is an entitlement thing. That's why I think this kid's going to turn out to be a little prick. And uh, there, it took me till 11.01 at 14.20 in the morning to uh, to use a derogatory quasi-swear word. And that's why I think that this, this one stinks to high heaven because this kid couldn't give an, uh, people who invested time and money in him uh, the time of day at the World Juniors. It wouldn't have been hard. It wouldn't have been hard because they they did they did reach out. They did try. It would have been easy to say, listen, you know what? I just don't think it's right for me to be a Philadelphia Flyer at this time of my career. If something changes later on in my, in, in my life where I, I whatever's going on, um, I'd be more than happy to play through franchise at a latter date if, if, if a trade opportunity arises, whatever it might be. But right now, it just isn't the proper time. He could lie to him. Just tell him. Just, just say that. Right now is not the proper time in my career path moving forward to be a Philadelphia Flyer. Thanks for your, thanks for your time. See you later. Done. That's all he had to do. Pretty simple. Like not hard. Ten minute conversation. They weren't going to change his mind because so once somebody had their, has their mind made up, they're not working somewhere. I've done it before. Like once, once my mind was made up to work for a certain company or not work anymore, you can't change it. And then once you got a foot out the door, you might as well just jump out the whole way because it's over. 
right? And so that, and I think that that's what this kid uh, he had, and he just wasn't going to change his mind and, and be proven any different. He, he he did owe the Flyers a bit of time. So, anyways, there's my uh, thoughts on the uh, Danny Breer situation. Anyways, here is a, uh, a word from a Belly Up sponsor and a sponsor of the 1420 podcast as well, uh, Righteous Felon Jerky. Righteous Felon Craft Jerky is the official jerky of Belly Up Sports. For over a decade, Righteous Felon Craft Jerky has led the American meat snack revolution by concocting delicious, adventurous, U.S. source jerky recipes for uncompromising carnivores across the country. With 15 different flavors to choose from, Righteous Felon has all jerky lovers covered, and by using promo code BELLYUP, you will get 15% off your purchase at RighteousFelon.com. Do your taste buds a favor today and rip into a bag of Righteous Felon Jerky. There it is. Thank you very much to Righteous Felon Jerky for uh, sponsoring the 1420 podcast, as well as all the uh, Belly Up Media uh, shows and uh, web, uh, website and everything else. Thank you very much to Belly uh, to Righteous Felon Jerky, the the best in jerky in the in the uh, in the nation, craft jerky to, to say the least. Uh, let's do it on this day and get everybody out of here on this glorious. Supposed to get really cold here in, uh, in Southern Alberta starting tomorrow, so I'm gonna go batten down the hatches and get some work, yard work done and. Just stuff outside before before she gets to minus 20, which is darn cold. Uh, so it's going to take care of that. All right. On this day in 1977, the Oakland Raiders faced the Minnesota Vikings in front of 103, 438 people at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. It was the second Super Bowl for the Raiders and the fourth for the Vikings. The Raiders entered the game with a 13-1 record, while the Vikings had an 11-2-1 regular season record, with both teams having future Hall of Fame quarterbacks under center with Ken Stabler and Fran Parkinson. The game uh, was scoreless in the first quarter, but was taken over by Oakland in the second quarter, and uh, they scored on three consecutive uh, possessions and had a record 288 yards in the first half, take a 16-0 lead at halftime. Oakland added two fourth-quarter touchdowns, uh, one was 75 inter- uh, yard interception by Willie Brown and the second by a two yard rushing TD his second of the game to make the score 32 to 7 Minnesota scored a late touchdown in, in garbage time to end the scoring at 32 14 uh Fred Batelnikov got that right was named the MVP of the Super Bowl with four receptions 79 yards the Super Bowl 11 was the only Super Bowl championship for legendary coach John Madden on this day in 1977. I always thought Madden won a whole bunch more than, than, than that, but he, I guess not. It's just one of those things that uh, the, the the legend kind of gets a little bit larger as the years go by. Great coach. I just thought he had more Super Bowl, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl victories. It's one of those things. Anyways, there's 14, 20 in the morning. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel today. Uh, go over there and check out a bunch of videos, everything else. It's uh, entertaining stuff. Just put a new one up about me and Dave uh, from last night talking about the uh, situation between the uh, – the uh, Atlanta Falcons and New Orleans Saints situation on uh, on uh, Sunday afternoon after their game. Uh, kind of had a few laughs on that one last night. A little later recording last night, and then it's, but it's up there now. Uh, and then the, the podcasts are always up there later on once uh, Jim Neutron, Boy Genius, the producer, gets them all uh, tickety-boo and up there with the commercials and everything uh, added to them. So thank you very much, everybody who listens to the show on a daily basis. Make sure you talk to people about the show. That's the, the easiest way and the best way to uh, – to uh, to share that we could pull, post all the stuff up on social media we want but it's uh, people hitting a button on their phone sending it to somebody else send somebody else send it to somebody else so it's one of those things anyways that's it for today's 14th morning in the morning got a great interview late lined up tonight 
uh, with Eric Kratz uh, of Belly Up Sports. We're going to uh, talk about the uh, the New York Yankees uh, offseason, grade it a little bit, see how they've done. That'll be up tomorrow, 1420 in the morning. Uh, so make sure you guys check that one out. Eric's got some great stuff up there. He was the Belly Up uh, Writer of the Year. He had some great articles. All, all He was a hardworking, hardworking kid. He puts a lot of stuff up there at the Belly Up Sports uh, International Base, Inter- Internet Baseball Writers uh, Association of America. He does a lot of work, so make sure you guys go and check out his uh, baseball articles. He's got a few football ones out there as well. Good writer, a uh, great writer. I shouldn't say a good writer. He's a great writer. He's taken some time out of his busy schedule to join us tonight at 1420 World Headquarters to d- discuss the Yankees. So it should be a lot of fun. Anyways, that's it for today's show. Uh, and remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a great day, folks. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.